0: Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex.
1: Uh, It is a beautiful day in Leapersport, Tennessee today, a perfect uh, fall day. And uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are greatly honored every single week by your presence. Thank you so much for being here. We hope that what we're doing contributes to your week gives you something to think about, gives you something practical to apply to your life, uh to make your life a little better from now on if you choose to apply it. Um everything I share, you have every right to disagree with. Okay. Um I I just want to challenge you each week to open your mind, to open your heart. Uh to the whole truth, not just 99% of the truth. And I do not at all say I have a corner on the market on that. Uh, I'm just trying to challenge you. Um, I believe in balance, okay? As long as I can remember from the time I was still in college uh, working with teenagers and their parents, um that's one of the things i would look at you know i think one of the things that's contributing to this problem here i might say in the living room where the teenager and his parents were there or her parents were there one thing i think that's contributing to this problem is um where you're kind of out of balance in this area of your life or your relationship or whatever and uh then when i started in private practice counseling and therapy that's one of the things I would always look for and um if 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 I found it in my client's life uh I would treat it very as very significant and um and what I did with them would be designed to try to get them back in balance uh what do you think about by the way when you hear that word balance what do you what what comes to mind uh Is what naturally comes to mind to you uh, physical balance, maybe diet and exercise and how you eat and drinking plenty of water and that sort of thing, is that what comes to mind most for you? There's a time in my life when it was for me. Is is what comes to mind naturally for you um, uh, balancing work and home life and leisure And that sort of thing, is that what comes to mind first for you? I think it's important to note what comes to mind first when you think of that word balance. Um, is, Is what comes to mind to you your brain chemicals? I know for Hope that would be one of the first things that came up after those 12 years of depression where her brain chemicals were out of balance. Is it uh, relationships? Is it you know, this this relationship I have with my spouse or partner is out of balance. We're not spending enough time uh talking and listening and just being together, we're spending much too much time looking at screens or spending too much time working, or we're spending too much time doing this and not enough of that. Okay? Is it relationship? is it spiritually when you think of balance is the first thing that comes up for you spiritual is it i'm out of balance with god or i'm out of balance with um with my spiritual life you know work is taking so much of my time and then i'm all stressed out and i watch tv 4 hours a night just to kind of de-stress for the next day but i'm not really um i i'm not really putting time and effort into my spiritual life like i need to and i i can feel that i've heard that so many times from clients of mine is it financial um are you spending more than you're making uh, or has your income dropped in this um kind of recession financial dip that started back in 2007 do, do you feel like your your you finances are out of balance and you're trying to get them back in how about um you and your children or you and your parents or uh you and those that one or two most important relationships uh, is not just relationships in general but but are those one and two most important relationships to you out of balance okay and you could you could become so focused on balance in all these different areas of your life and several others i'm not taking the time to go into that you literally get out of balance thinking about balance because there's so many different areas and it's kind of a balancing act i remember as a really really small kid i can barely remember it Watching the Ed Sullivan Show on TV, and they would have that guy come out who spun the plates on the little sticks. You know, and that was always fascinating to me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how he even got one plate to spin and stay on those little sticks, much less a whole bunch of them like he did. Um, but, but is that how your life kind of feels? Like that balance you're trying to maintain? It's so difficult to do, and it's so tenuous, and, and constantly you've got one plate about to fall, and so to keep in balance, you're running over there and, and firing that one up so it won't fall. But, but then by the time you get that done, another plate over there is about to fall, so you're running over there, and you're constantly running to try to keep things in balance, to try to keep things from crashing in your life like those plates on the floor. Well, I've been rethinking balance in the last few years. And and again, I believe in balance. I mean, the Bible says stay in balance because the evil one is going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. and the, And the insinuation there is that the evil one is looking for people who are out of balance because they're those are the ones he can get the ones who are out of balance so if you're in balance, you're not as susceptible maybe maybe the evil one, sort well, ah he's in balance he's gonna be too hard to get too much trouble I, I, and i'm I'm reading some things into that manuscript. But the Bible talks about being in balance, and so do other ancient manuscripts. So again, before I go anywhere, I believe in balance, but I've been rethinking it. You know, you gotta be careful how you define terms. And, and, uh, occasionally you'll realize that I've been defining a term wrong, and it's, and it's, and it's Really, a whole different universe than I thought it was. And I've had that happen several times in my life. The biggest one was with the word love that most of you are aware of when I was in my 20s and hope kicked me out of the house and I was in my parents' backyard and I felt like God said to me, Alex, not only do you not love hope, you don't even know what love is. And I was teaching love at the time, but my definitions were wrong. Okay, I had the wrong definition of love and and it was leading me to define and act and 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 try to live in love in a way that wasn't really love at all and, and I wonder sometimes if we do that with balance. um I think back on my life and some of the most I might even say most of the Of the profound life changing times and moments of my life were times when maybe something happened that was out of balance, okay when I was in europe um, oh a couple of months ago uh God woke me up at about three o'clock in the morning with a new book okay and i knew that's what it was and 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 i'm i'm not sure that it ever happened before i've been woken up with ideas or with uh a new truth or the solution to a problem but i don't think that's ever happened that that i was woken up in the middle of the night with a new book and so from three o'clock in the morning and i'd had a full day the day before when i went to bed i thought boy you know, I need to get a good night's rest tonight because I've had a full day, and I've got all an all-day workshop the next day, okay? But at 3 o'clock in the morning, God wakes me up with a new book. So from 3 in the morning until about 9 in the morning, I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm writing down this new book that I'm excited about Uh and I feel like was wonderful and a blessing, and and I said to God many many times, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, it wasn't anything I thought up, okay. Now it wasn't like the healing codes revelation on the plane either. I've never had anything like that ever happen again. But and I think about Hope. She had an appendix a few years ago, and it happened in the middle of the night, okay. And so we get up in the middle of the night, I wake Harry up, tell him I'm taking mom to the emergency room, something's wrong, okay, we go there, we're sitting up all night long, Um, and you know, she was in pain, but it was also a wonderful time, it was just me and her, and we talked about things, and she was in a lot of pain, and she was crying, and then she got some drugs, and she wasn't in pain, and felt... You know that uh, kind of kind of woozy in a way that made her talkative, and we started talking about the past and when we first got married and our kids and all the struggles we'd been through, and um how now we had gotten to this really wonderful place that we had never imagined okay and it was a very, very wonderful, memorable time, right in the middle of the night in the middle of an appendix with all kinds of pain and everything else. It was way out of balance, but it was wonderful, okay? I think when my mom died, and and, uh, she died of liver cancer when I was about 27 years old, and the night before she died, um, she asked me if I would pray with her, and it was in the middle of the night. I was sitting there. Someone had to be with her all the time, and it was my shift and she asked me if i would pray with her and i said well sure i will and i took her hand and we started to pray and she said no no will you will you come up here with me and so i i climbed up on her hospital bed that was in her house and and was right there beside her me hugging her her hugging me and we prayed together for the last time in her life and it was a wonderful, beautiful prayer that I will never, ever, ever forget. But it was way out of balance. She was in terrible pain. It was in the middle of the night. I was I was a little bit groggy and fuzzy because I'd been staying up night after night with her, okay? So I, I've been I've been challenging myself in the last few years. Have I misunderstood balance? Is it maybe, even though I, I, I'm still all for it, does it maybe include some areas that I did not, that I've not in the past really thought it included when I thought of that word balance? And I, all I'm asking today is for you to consider that as well. A wonderful book came out recently. Um, by Andrew Newberg, M D and Mark Robert Wahlberg. This was endorsed by the Washington Post, by uh the Oprah magazine, by Publishers Weekly, uh, many others. The name of the book is How God Changes Your Brain. And um if I were to ask, okay, how important is your brain and nervous system? What comes to mind for you? Think about it a second. How important to you, your life, your physical, mental, spiritual health, your family, your relationships, your career, your finances, all of the above, how important to all of those things, really to everything in your life, is your brain and nervous system, You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be quiet for about 30 seconds, and I just want you to 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 think, meditate on that a second. How important to you and everything you want in life, and in another way, everything you don't want in life, is your brain and nervous system. Take about 30 seconds and pray and meditate over that just a little bit. Okay, thank you. I've been praying and meditating over that for two or three years now. And Dr. Dr. Newberg and his associates have been for years searching for what is the most healing, how can we heal and optimize the brain and nervous system. He's a neurologist, okay, and a neurosurgeon. So what causes the brain and nervous system to malfunction because they're the control centers for virtually every cell of our body i believe that the right brain limbic system reticular formation brain stem are the seat of the un- and, subconscious and and what ancient manuscripts call the spiritual heart so to me i would say the brain and nervous system are absolutely critical to everything I want and everything I don't want in my life. If my brain and nervous system are working optimally, 100% to the top of their capacity, that's what I want and the key to everything in my life I want in one sense. If they're not working right, that's the sabotage of everything I want and and may lead to everything I don't want in my life. Well, evidently, Dr. Newberg and his associates have, have felt the same way. And so they've been searching for, okay, what causes the brain and nervous system to have problems and what is healing to the brain and nervous system and what will cause them long-term to function as close to perfect as possible. And they've been researching that with their patients in surgery, in the lab, with all sorts of medical tests. And and they reported that in How God Changes Your Brain, their book about that, that study, research, and exploration. And what they found is absolutely fascinating to me. What they found is that the number one most healing thing to the brain and nervous system in the universe on planet Earth is God. Or maybe, to say it a different way, relationship to God, which would include prayer, belief, etc. A distant second was exercise. But far and away, the number one thing, not just barely, was God and relationship to God. Now, if God does not exist, then that would mean that the number one most healing thing to the number one part of our being, our brain and nervous system, is to believe a lie. If God does not exist, that would mean the number one most healing thing to the most important part of our existence, and maybe the control center to virtually everything, including thoughts, feelings, the the spiritual heart, etc., would be believing a lie if God does not exist. Well... Believing a lie, we sometimes call placebo or nocebo, and those are very real and very mysterious and very powerful, but the average placebo effect or nocebo effect is typically around 30%, and usually it declines over time. So if you take a sugar pill that makes your headache go away, that will happen in about 30% of people. But it will typically not solve your headache problem long term. They'll slowly start coming back. I'm not aware of anything ever in the history of scientific research where the number one most important thing or healing thing or difference maker to something significant in our lives was placebo rather than the real thing. I've never seen that. So if that were the case with this, if I'm correct and that's not happened, this would be the first thing that's been true of in history. Now I haven't done the research to be sure of that. I'm I'm but I have done some and I haven't found any results for that. The other option of course is that approximately based on statistics, 97 Percent of all people on planet Earth are correct in that there is a God or spiritual reality, a source you could you could say love that that does exist it it is real, and the research of Dr. Newberg would certainly lead me to think that if I were on the fence trying to figure this thing out. So, so over the last couple of years as I've been rethinking this balance thing in light of God in your brain and nervous system and and all this stuff a thought occurred to me if if God right relationship, prayer, with God is the most healing thing on planet Earth to the brain and nervous system, is it possible that being in balance to the ultimate extent is simply being in right relationship with God? and if God wakes me up at 3 in the morning for some reason and wants me to be up all night, then the only way I can be in balance is to be up all night. If God wants me to um, to do something that sounds crazy to our Complementary natural health mindset of uh, uh, of food and diet and exercise and sleep and and all this other stuff. If if I believe that what I'm supposed to do is contrary to that in relationship with God, whether I know the reason for it or not then maybe the only way for me to stay in balance is to do that crazy thing that seems ridiculously out of balance. When I started the Healing Codes um, in
0: 2001,
1: um, everyone I talked to and asked for advice from, which was um, hope, um, my doctoral advisor at, at uh, Tennessee State University, the head of the department at Tennessee State University where I was finishing my doctoral program, friends, uh, people older than, wiser than me for years, every single person advised me not to do the healing codes and to stick with my private practice everyone including hope now hope was supportive of me and she said honey we'll do you know we'll do whatever you feel like you're supposed to do and 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 with a good attitude but she thought it was the wrong decision i felt through prayer it it was Absolutely, without a doubt what i was supposed to do even though it seemed completely out of balance crazy uh we had just spent seven years me going back to graduate school doing three jobs at the same time eating peanut butter and pinto beans during probably two or three years of that time because that's all we could afford paying my tuition, paying for all of our daily expenses. We had a young child, et cetera. We, we qualified for welfare, but we never took welfare or applied for it. After six months, I had a six-month waiting list in my private practice and was making more money than I'd ever dreamed of. Walking away from that meant starting completely over, out of my basement, with little money, with something where even I never thought I would make as much money as I was making in my private practice. But I did it because I believed through prayer it was what I was supposed to do. I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me either. I just knew and believed it was what I was supposed to do. We think that being out of balance, or most people do, and I used to, we think that being out of balance is always bad. And so we painstakingly try to arrange our life's details, which sometimes is pretty stressful in and of itself. Is it possible that if I simply stayed in balance about one thing, being rightly plugged in to God, that that is the ultimate imbalance and everything else will flow out of that, take care of itself, whether it's staying up all night, getting eight hours sleep, getting four hours sleep, whether that's eating great and exercising... Or eating bad and not exercising, whether that's um, um, working three days straight with no rest, or working eight hours a day and then taking the rest of the time off. No matter what comes from that, is it possible that it, it that it would be in balance? Because the number one thing that keeps everything else in balance is the way it should be. What I'm suggesting is simply this. Let me try to put it simply. Is it possible that if I am in right relationship, plugged into God, that everything else in my life will naturally flow into the balance it's supposed to be without me having to arrange or keep those plates spinning. And on the other hand, if I'm not right, plugged into God, that painstakingly keeping those plates spinning and arranging every detail of my life in balance will never be enough, and I will be stressed, full of anxiety, worry, health problems, a limitation on the success, maybe even the finances in certain situations, although I don't think this is about money, but, and most importantly, that my relationships will tend to be lacking something that magic will be gone from them. If I arrange my balanced life but am not right and plugged in to God source love. I'm not telling you I've come to a concrete conclusion. I I I, I would probably say today that that's the direction I'm pretty strongly leaning in these days, that, that that one thing is the key to the perfect balance in everything, even if it seems out of balance, and that if I get everything else right but but that one thing, I can never have the perfect balance, whether it seems in balance or not, for me. I know one thing, as I've been focusing on that for the last couple of years, (laughs) my my day-to-day life has become so much simpler and easier when my 99% focus is just that one thing and then letting everything else flow from that. So what I would challenge you with this week as you pray, as you meditate, just think about this in your life. See if it makes sense. If it doesn't,
0: and I would encourage you maybe try it. Try it. Try
1: plugging into God in right relationship as Dr. Newberg and his associates found and what they found is that your brain and nervous system will heal will 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 heal completely or some and will come to a higher level of functioning than in than in any other thing you could possibly do any medication any meditation any vitamins or minerals exercise Nothing else touches, for your brain and nervous system, that right relationship plugged into prayerful with God. Try it. Try it, try it, try it. it. I challenge you. I dare you. See what happens. It's not just theory. Get the book. How God Changes Your Brain, Andrew Newberg, M.D. It's a very inexpensive paperback on Amazon. See what happens in your life. You, I believe you will be, in a wonderful way, very surprised. And maybe, like me, your life will become so much simpler, and all of a sudden you don't have to worry about those spinning plates they just keep right on spinning in a way you could never manually get it, make it happen just like i i tried when i was a little kid my mom would let me do it with a real porcelain plate she gave me a plastic plate and i had a little stick i could never get that thing to spin and stay on that stick okay and in my life i could never metaphorically get all my plates to spin and stay where they were supposed to all the time, but getting this one thing right, that's all taken care of for me, and I don't have to give it a second thought. Pray it, think about it, meditate on it,
0: give it a try. Thanks, Ken.